a billion women will go through menopause in the coming five years. And a common Google search will only show up things like hot flushes and a little bit of vaginal dryness and maybe loss of concentration. But few women know that their symptoms can actually be classified as danger symptoms or bothersome symptoms or minor symptoms. In this episode, we'll cover the common symptoms of menopause and the ones that you need to look out for to keep yourself safe. Hi, I'm Dr. Neelima Deshpande and this is V for Vagina, the podcast that dispels myths and misunderstandings about the vagina and empowers women to embrace their sexual energy, vitality and well-being. It was a sad day in my life when I learned that a really dear colleague of mine had died in her sleep. She was only 53, in a new relationship, and she'd only recently posted pictures of her wonderful trip to a wildlife safari with her new partner. At the time, I didn't know better. With all these thoughts of confusion and sadness in my head, I discovered she'd died of a heart attack. Most women in the age group of 50 and 55 think that a heart attack kills. And unfortunately for my friend, this is what happened. But a lot of women who suffer heart disease as they go through menopause don't see it coming. It hits them. And most women don't die. They just have a really poor quality of life. So what's menopause got to do with heart disease, you ask me? Unfortunately, 30 to 40 million women in the coming five years will succumb to heart disease. And it's one of the less talked about problems of menopause. What is menopause after all? Menopause, by definition, is when you don't get periods for 12 months in a row. And for most people on the planet, it's between the ages of 50 and 52. In a country like India, it happens a little bit earlier. Women suffer a wide range of symptoms leading up to menopause. In women who get menopause earlier, maybe even before the age of 40, it can be devastating because it affects their fertility as well, at the prime of their life. For women suffering menopause symptoms right through their 40s, it can seem like an endless struggle, just like it happened to me. There doesn't seem to be any light at the end of the tunnel or a sunrise on the horizon. It's not all doom and gloom if you know how to manage it. I want to try and simplify these symptoms for you so you know when and how to get help. See, as I've gone through the menopause, I've learned to classify my symptoms as physical, psychological, and genital and urinary. I've talked before about the health of the vagina at menopause, and I'll touch on it briefly again this time. Some of the physical symptoms that I went through and a lot of women go through are things like hot flushes, a rapid heartbeat, maybe joint pains, aching, body pain, headaches, migraines, gum and teeth problem, a burning mouth. Some psychological problems can be things like depression, anxiety, anger, you know, not being able to stop what comes out of your mouth. 
being triggered easily by other people, not being able to get rid of negative looped thinking, loss of libido and desire and just wanting to be alone, a poor intolerance to sounds and conflicts of any kind, sometimes low self-esteem and low self-worth, you know, pick up their heads at this time. And then there's the genital symptoms. Irregular bleeding, heavy bleeding and periods, vaginal dryness, pain, discomfort, urinary problems, leaking, waking up so many times at night that you don't get any sleep. And in the daytime, just wanting to go to the toilet all the time. Infections that don't seem to stop. And that aching pain in your belly that just doesn't seem to go away. There's less well-known symptoms as well, like bellyache and bloating and maybe blood in the urine and stools that can be more sinister. But the heart disease symptoms, those are probably the most dangerous because they cost us lives. Strokes, high blood pressure, diabetes. It's kind of the world accepts this is something that happens as you get old. But it's not true. It's really not true. Let's talk a little bit about high blood pressure. Have you ever had your blood pressure checked up and stopped your medicines because you thought it was normal? This is so common. And yet, uncontrolled high blood pressure can kill, can cause strokes and a heart attack, can damage kidneys and eyes. It's not worth playing around with high blood pressure. If you're a woman whose mother had high blood pressure when you were in the womb, or maybe you had polycystic ovaries as you were growing up, or you had high blood pressure during your pregnancy, and now you've got high blood pressure diagnosed. This is not something you want to play around with or stop your medication without supervision. Yes, good nutrition, exercise, relaxation techniques, all this stuff can bring your blood pressure under control. But please don't stop your medicines without consulting your doctor. See, high blood pressure is triggered most when you get angry, when somebody cuts across you in traffic, when you're at work and a colleague doesn't listen to you or cuts you off in the middle of a conversation. There is no blood pressure monitor to tell you that your blood pressure spikes at the peak of your emotions or when you're stressed. And that's the blood pressure that causes the most damage. It's insidious. It goes on again and again, silently in the background. Please don't stop your blood pressure medication without supervision. My friend, a very dear friend, another friend with high blood pressure, who had a stroke as she fell asleep. She choked on her saliva because nobody knew what was the thing that came before? An argument. Over the trivialist reason. About a theatre booking that was made by her husband without telling her. An act of love that triggered a fight. About not being consulted. And that fight led to her death. You don't know when your high blood pressure is going to peak. What about heart disease and heart symptoms. But did you know that women have atypical symptoms, particularly as they go through menopause? And diabetics, 
They may not even feel a heart attack. Because the high blood sugar kind of dampens the nerves and kills the nerves, so you don't feel pain. Women in their 50s are anyway taken less seriously by their physicians. Take the same man and woman with the same symptoms, and the man gets investigated and treated by the woman. She's told to go home and take rest and, you know, calm her mind down. That's the woman who needs to take care of her heart. And when she gets jaw pain instead of arm pain, when she gets heartburn instead of chest pain, when she feels exhausted all the time, she shouldn't beat herself up. She shouldn't just take antacids and she shouldn't just take a headache pill. She should insist that her doctor does a heart focus checkup because these are all atypical signs of heart disease in women. A patient recently wanted to ask me, oh, I've had congenital heart disease and I've been treated for it. Do I need to be bothered? I'd say, yeah. You already have a heart problem. Yeah, it's fixed. But would you really want to live your old age with a heart problem and heart disease? I guess no. So do what it takes to not get heart disease. And I'll talk about that in a moment. What about gum disease, you say? What's that got to do with diabetes? Well, these decreasing estrogen levels can leave your mouth really dry. Your gums can get inflamed and infectious, and the root of your teeth can become loose. You can suffer tooth loss, gingivitis, and a very complicated word called periodontitis. Did you know mouth infections are one of the leading causes of poor diabetes control, worsening heart disease, and even even a poor response to medication across the board, whether it's heart disease, high blood pressure, gut health issues, or even cancer. You don't want to take chances with your oral health. Even a disease like osteoporosis, which is a silent killer as you get older, can show up in your mouth. And if your dentist is aware about menopause, they can alert you to it. The trouble is, most women don't access healthcare once they've had their babies. When was your last health checkup? Do you really think you ought to see a doctor? Or are you going to wait till you fall sick? Don't become a statistic. Get a checkup on time. There's some critical action steps you can take. Like the heart focus checkup I talked about. Building bone mass and muscle mass. I'll tell an example of a friend of mine who, in the attempt to lose weight, lost so much weight that she lost bone mass and muscle mass. And now she's a bent over 65 year old woman. Losing weight is something that triggers menopausal women to undertake severe diets and fasting and all sorts of stuff without wondering, are they losing fat or are they losing muscle and bone? Don't get hung up on losing weight. Focus more on getting your waist circumference down and building muscle and bone mass. What about mental health and depression? These are killers too. More women die because of suicide as they enter their 50s than at any other age. Depression can hit for the first time in menopause. It can be a shock to the system 
to discover once lively, happy, really bubbly woman get completely, completely in despair. If you've had depression before in your life, at least you've got some coping skills. If not, make sure you've got a great circle of friends. Make sure your family knows how you're feeling. And get professional help, not self-help. Sleeping properly is so important at menopause. Insomnia, not falling asleep, waking up all the time, either because of your bladder or because of hot flushes, can really damage your health. And poor sleep is associated with heart disease, just like depression is, just like anger and irritability are. If you're somebody who snores, you might have a condition like sleep apnea. Might be worth getting checked out. Like one of my clients, whose husband brought her to me saying, I can't bear to sleep with her, she snores so much. And then discovered she's got a deviated nasal septum that was causing trouble breathing. So she was breathing through her mouth and then that was like aggravating the snoring. It's a simple fix. And now they're both happy. Do you know a friend who's had breast cancer or a breast lump that she ignored? Or I can tell you story after story of women who've ignored breast lumps. Breast cancer is something that happens earlier and earlier these days to women. You don't need to wait till menopause to discover that women, somebody died of breast cancer. Any lump in the breast is suspect now. The kind of environment we live in, all the plastics and petrochemicals, pesticides, everything that mimics estrogen, we live in a hyperestrogenic state, which is why so many women have fibroids and endometriosis and breast lumps and heavy periods and irregular periods. But breast lumps can kill. The earlier breast cancer is diagnosed, the more effective the treatment and the longer the life. So don't ignore a breast lump, get it checked out. Sometimes skin, hair and nail changes can alert you to the fact that your health's not particularly good. After all, what is vascular health? You have blood vessels throughout your body. Different kinds of hormone symptoms can show up as hair, skin and nail problems. Our menopause is no different. But sometimes, menopause can be accompanied with thyroid problems that can show up as hair loss, can show up as swelling on your feet, a slow heart rate, not wanting to get up, feeling so tired you don't want to get out of bed. The thyroid hormone is so important for energy, for your heart health, for your liver's health. A thyroid checkup should be part of your menopause workup. Your doctor may not always know everything about menopause to get you the best checkup possible, which is why you need to be informed and educated. There's some things that are non-negotiable as you go into menopause. A heart-focused checkup, your blood pressure checkup, a waist circumference, tracking your periods, tracking any kind of bleeding after your periods have stopped, your mental and psychological well-being, breast lumps, a breast examination, getting a cervical smear done, checking for blood in your urine and stool, an ultrasound, maybe. And if you have a high risk of bone health problems, a bone density scan. Checking for your metabolic health, for diabetes, thyroid dysfunction, kidney disease, and liver health. You can have a checklist that you take with your doctor and talk about all these. Don't forget to talk about your mental health. And don't forget to mention your dry vagina. If you leak urine, tell your doctor that as well. 
there are some foundations to look after your health as you go through menopause. And we'll be talking more about these as we go through these podcasts. Some really important ways to look after your physical health, including breathing, hydration, keeping your water intake up, sleeping enough. I can't emphasize how important it is to sleep enough as you go through menopause. Getting sunlight exposure, getting movement, getting your oxytocin boost with physical touch, companionship, engagement, play and laughter. Getting your emotional needs met for companionship, closeness, your growth and contribution. There's a story (laughs) of a dog that was sitting outside a shop and kept howling. And this gentleman walks up to the shop and asks the shopkeeper, why is the dog howling? And the shop owner says, oh, he's just sitting on a nail. This guy says, well, why doesn't he just get up? Oh, it doesn't hurt that much, he says. Oh, my God. (laughs) Menopause can be like that. It doesn't hurt until it really hurts. So get tracking your symptoms, measure your waist circumference, and go and see your doctor and schedule your tests. You don't want to be that dog on a nail. Remember to like, subscribe and share this podcast with whoever you think needs to hear it. If you'd like to talk to me one-on-one for a personal consultation, get in touch with me via my website www.drnilima.com and you'll find a button there where you can click and book a slot with me. And I'll be sure to respond to any of your queries. Thank you. Disclaimer. This podcast is for general information purposes only. It does not constitute the practice of medicine, nursing, or other professional healthcare services, including the giving of medical advice. No doctor-patient relationship is formed. The use of this information and the materials linked to this podcast is at the user's or listener's own risk. The content on this podcast is not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis or treatment.